for the greatest country that this world has ever seen. All right, what's going on, America? And welcome to a special edition of the Dear America podcast. I really apologize to you guys for coming to you late. It is uh, Tuesday and not Monday, but we were traveling yesterday. I'm actually coming to you from my uh, beautiful hotel room. Uh, the news is on in the background here in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, and yeah, you know, sometimes traveling gets in the way of things, but rest assured, we have a big time episode to talk about today. There's a lot of craziness. And for the first time ever, COVID is not the focal point of this episode. Um, we are on the verge of war. You heard that right? War after the debacle of the end of the longest war in American history in Afghanistan, where to this day, there are still American citizens. Um, we are talking about war again. Even as we speak right now, Joe Biden is contemplating sending already 8,500 troops uh, for the UK, the, the Ukraine-Russia uh, shoot, I don't even know what this is going to be called, like Cold War 2.0. I have no idea what what in the world is going on. Um, how we possibly think that we can afford to go to war right now is crazy. Uh, what about COVID? I thought that was a big deal. If COVID is such an existential threat to the world, why in the world are, <laughs> are world leaders in other countries considering going to war with each other if it is such a big deal? deal. These are all interesting things that we have to dissect today. I'm alone here in the hotel, um, which is always an interesting time. So if I start rambling on about things, uh, Zach is not here. No one's here to keep me um, going here. Even now, I'm watching it, the news, and it says two cases of a new Omicron subvariant detected in Washington. Dear God, <laughs> Even as I uh, move through there, by the way, if you hear some noises, as I said, I am in a hotel room. So, uh, you know, there's people cleaning, uh, there's cars going on down the street, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, literally, as I just said, this isn't all about COVID. Uh, it just popped up on the screen in the news. New Omicron subvariant known as BA.2 has been detected. Interesting. A new variant. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. One, this has never been about your health. The end. Uh, they already are finally, finally uh, showing uh, true numbers about things of the Delta variant. Remember that one? That's now because they just found another variant. That's now two variants ago. And they're now admitting that natural immunity was six times stronger during the Delta wave than vaccination, according to a new report from the United States Centers for Disease and Control. That would be the CDC, by the way. Uh, I'm just reading on the news right now. Pfizer is beginning trials for Omicron-specific vaccine, which is insanity because Omicron has been proven that it is nothing compared to any of the other variants. So why are we having an Omicron-specific vaccine? Ladies and gentlemen, we now have an alpha 
vaccine, a beta vaccine, a gamma vaccine, a delta vaccine, and now Omicron vaccine, which now they're saying there's a new variant of Omicron out there. How are you ever going to know what vaccine to take? If you're pro taking the vaccine, which, you know, good for you. This is America. How are you ever going to know what it is you're supposed to take? I mean, I am literally reading this to you at 930 in the morning. As it's coming up on the news, um, they're also, the FDA is now limiting antibody use, uh, monoclonal, uh, monoclonal antibody treatments uh, to two for use against Omicron. So the things that actually work, uh, therapeutics, etc., they're now saying, no, 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 you can only have so many of that. Uh, but vaccine, 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 vaccine. How are you ever going to know? It's like the years that they had the flu shot and they give everybody the flu shot and then they find out it was the wrong flu shot for the strain of flu that was actually going on. Um, it's insanity. Okay. I said this wasn't all about COVID. So we're going to move on <laughs> to, to the things. That's Another episode for another day. My God, just move on with your life, uh, people. It's never going to go away. In fact, I saw something um, with uh, Lord Fauci the other day saying that it's time to embrace the new normal of living with COVID, which is so weird because it's, it, it's almost like somebody was saying that the entire time. What was that guy's name? What was that guy's name? Oh, it was me saying it the entire time that COVID's never going to go away. It is here for forever. The fact that we haven't literally told China that we are uh, resolving ourselves of all debt owed to China and they can go suck it because of what they've done to America and the world. China should have to pay reparations to every single American, a hundred grand for every American that was infected with COVID-19, the end. The fact that the entire world is not doing that to China is, is just mind-boggling. Can you imagine what would have happened if America had released a, 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 a plague, pretty much, that took out millions and millions and millions of people around the world? Can you imagine what they would do to us? But I digress. Anyway, all right, um, before we get into all this, though, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys, we are at the last week of the month, and we are on track to be the number one sponsor or the number one sponsored uh, show for good ranchers. Ladies and gentlemen, I need every single one of you to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. Good ranchers. Saved this podcast from oblivion. The end. Facebook shut us off. We had no sponsors, no way to pay for the staff, no way to pay for anything. Good Rancher stepped in and said, not only do we support 100% American meat and the American rancher, we support free speech and we support what you're doing at the Dear America podcast. So they sponsored us. But now, because they're sponsoring conservative voices, they are under attack. So I'm calling on every single one of you right now to support conservative companies that support conservative voices and have the metaphorical balls to stand up for what they believe in. You need to get off your butt and do what you claim you want to do, and that is to support companies that stand up for freedom of speech and stand up for America. So right now, they're giving away 40 free chicken breast. Right now, I mean, it's fixing to end. It's fixing to be done. That's $150 value for free for my listeners. 
All you got to do is go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham and use the offer code Graham at checkout and you will get not only the most amazing meat you've ever had. Every single time I cook this stuff at my house, everybody says it's the best that they've ever had. This is no joke. And they put their money where their mouth is supporting America. Right now, go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham for 40 free chicken breast, $150 value for free on top of whatever it is that you buy. Support the companies that support us. Get off your butt and support conservative people standing up for the First Amendment, standing up for your rights as America. Go to GoodRangers.com slash Graham right now. Offer code Graham. All right. Um, let's get into the actual episode today. Um, everybody's up in arms about Joe Rogan. I'm just going to breeze over this really quick. Uh, the New York Post is reporting that Neil Young has said that Spotify needs to choose between him or Joe Rogan. That is, they continue to allow Joe Rogan to be on Spotify. He's going to take his music off of Spotify. Good freaking riddance, you hippie, sorry piece of degenerate garbage. No one cares, Neil Young. No one cares. This isn't the 70s year anymore. Go. Bye. We have bigger things to worry about than you uh, with Crosby, Steele's Nash singing about our house and stuff like that. Uh, you know, those of you who are old enough to understand what I just said, bravo. Those of you who are so young, you have no clue what I'm talking about. Um, I, I don't know. I'm getting old. Anyway, um, bye. Nobody cares. Uh, could care less. See you later. Um, here's an interesting, interesting one that I bet you never thought that you would hear. The New York State Supreme Court has ruled that the governor's mask mandate is unconstitutional. That's right. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, 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 however you say her name, uh, said in a statement that we strongly disagree with this ruling and we are pursuing every option to reverse this immediately, i.e. how dare the Supreme Court give Americans freedom? How dare they do such a thing? They can't do that. They can't possibly be serious about that. No. Give the people the chance to decide for themselves. What is this, America? <laughs> Every single thing. Here's the thing. The COVID narrative is falling apart right before their very eyes. People are literally tired of it. Now, not everybody. I'll mind you. Georgia, I don't know what the crap has happened to Georgia. And if you are listening to this podcast and you live in Georgia, Write me and let me know that I'm wrong because I don't believe that I am. But Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com, send me a message. Every time I cross the state line into Georgia, immediately mask. I see mask everywhere. Like the, the, the second I cross out of South Carolina into Georgia, mask. Mask, 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 mask everywhere. Everywhere. The second I leave Georgia into Florida, no mask. Nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. What has happened to Georgia? What is going on? First of all, full transparency, I've never been the biggest fan of Georgia as a state in general. It's just not my cup of tea, to be honest with you. Great people, you know, Atlanta is is where Lucifer fell from heaven and landed was Atlanta. Um, <laughs> it's purgatory. It's the worst freaking thing ever. Um, uh, Savannah's cool for a couple days, I guess. Uh, I just never been a big Georgia guy, but people in Georgia are awesome. Love the people of Georgia. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Braves. Fantastic. Falcons, you know, maybe it's time to move <laughs> because nobody really seems to care about you. But either way, 
what happened to Georgia? Why? Wh- where did this fear of George of all these Georgians come from? I, I I don't understand. So please email me. Let me know what's going on. Why is it that when you go into Georgia, it's like you're driving into New York? All of a sudden, there's just masks everywhere, and and just the homeless population is out of control. What is going on in Georgia? Brian Kemp, you suck. <laughs> Do something about your state. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, this was very interesting. This was a little segment from The View um, in regards to mask. Remember when all of this started? I know you remember because you listened to this. Uh, I, you know, m- There's a lot of you who have listened to every single episode of this show. And I thank you for that. But, but think all the way back to when COVID first started. Think about the middle of it, the first quarter of it, the middle, the, the you know, three months ago, literally probably last week when, when I said the entire time that no matter what happens, we are never, ever, ever going back ever. It will never be the same. Our children will never not know a world with mask. They just won't. They will not know a world without mask. Just like I never knew a world without TSA things in the airports because I didn't start flying until about two or three years after 9-11. This clip was very interesting and and I just want to, you know, just want to highlight it because it goes to the psyche of a lot of Americans. I said it from the beginning, we're going to be just like China or just like Japan, where wherever there's a big load of crowds, you'll see people without masks, and then you'll see people with masks. Remember, China and all these places have been doing it for forever, but now it's here in America. Listen to this. To the post-mask part, because I think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask, the hand uh, hand sanitizing that, kind of like 9-11 with flying, is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. In the beginning, post-9-11, people didn't want to fly, and the security measures felt like, uh, how do we do this, you know? And now it's the norm. I think some of the things we've learned in this pandemic are going to stay the same. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go indoors to big crowds and ever feel comfortable without a mask, and that's up to me to do that you're right it is up to you to do that and i got no problem with it you want to wear a mask cool whatever um i think it's stupid because masks have been proven not to do literally anything but uh you know hey it's a free country do what you want to do but 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 it just goes to the psyche of everything um that covid has changed our lives for forever and honestly if we can remove the emotion of it over the past two years, I, I am not taking away the fact that people have died from COVID. I'm not uh, reducing that horrific thing, uh, the, the the tragedy, the loss that people uh, suffered during this time. As I said, China needs to pay dearly, gravely, and just harshly for what they have done to American families. However, if we can look now you know, literally two years later, literally. Is it, is it worth everything that's going on right this second? Um, I think the answer is no. And, you know, please let me know. Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. I love reading your messages. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I'm actually going to read something here uh, that was sent to me uh, over this COVID hysteria. So let's see here. So, 
there is reports coming out about a man that was removed off the transplant list because he was unvaccinated. It's crazy things that are going on right now. Uh, there was a fact check gone around the world of a viral video. Let me know if you guys saw this video. Or excuse me, not a video. I apologize. A picture. It was a picture. Somebody had like eight rapid COVID tests. And they had them all lined up in this photo. And uh, they had on the test, it was like lemonade, Coke, Sprite, tea, coffee, whatever. And basically what they did was they lined up eight COVID tests with, and they dropped Coke or lemonade or coffee or whatever in the little sample thing. And half of them tested positive or had a positive showing for COVID-19. It was a viral, viral photo that went everywhere, basically showing you, hey, these tests you're taking are garbage, absolute garbage, because I bought one of these, and it actually says on the box that this test only shows positive or negative results for SARS, COVID, variant 2, or whatever, COVID-19. That's what it says on the box of these tests. It's not going to pop positive for the flu. <clears throat> it's not going to pop positive for uh, the cold or anything like that. It is only going to show a positive result if COVID-19 is detected. That's what it says on the freaking box. So you would think that if you put things that aren't even human DNA and stuff like that into it, it would show negative. But half of these tests popped positive. And it went everywhere. But rest assured, <clears throat> the digital Gestapo uh, fact checkers come to the rescue of this broken down narrative again. And they label it as missing context. So I was interested in this. Okay, well, what's the missing context here? Uh, because it's very obvious what the person was showing. It was showing that these tests are, um, you know, faulty. <laughs> and the missing context fact check said that in the viral photo video clip, those tests did not show that someone was infected with COVID and that it was a fault. <clears throat> and basically it was like a fault in the test that made it appear like a positive COVID-19 test result. Well, no, duh. We know that. Obviously, that was the point of the entire photo, you morons. The photo was to prove that the test things are faulty. The test things can get it wrong and th literally without putting a single human DNA of any kind, 50% of them showed positive for COVID-19. You could put motor oil in these things and it would pop positive for COVID-19, but yet the fact checkers say, well, that's not true because it didn't show that somebody had COVID-19. Well, no crap. We know that because that was the point. But those are the fact checkers. Those are the people that control the narrative. Those are the people that, that, that you know, decide what's true and what's not. There was nothing untrue about that photo, right? That's why they labeled it missing context. How it's missing context when each thing had labeled what was put into it, I don't really know, but they had to put something on it to reduce its distribution because it was going too far. They just could not have it go any further than that. Um, anyway, moving forward. Um, okay, so let's see here. Oh, okay. 
this should be the last little thing about COVID. And then we've got to get into uh, the great new war that is among the horizon here. Uh, and I found this very interesting because I got this yesterday. Um, and and it, it goes along very interesting in timing to what we're experiencing right now with Biden and Russia and Ukraine and, and threats of war again with multiple countries, etc. Um, this has to do with an, an open attack on our National Guard troops. All right. Most people don't know that the vast majority of people in the wars are actually guard members. All right. Uh, <laughs> because that's just the way that it is. It's uh, when I was in Iraq, I think it was like 60, 40 were guard members as opposed to active duty forces. Um, active duty forces had shorter deployment spans. National Guard members had longer deployment spans, um, et cetera, et cetera. But before I read this, this then this letter that I'm about to read is actually from NGB, National Guard Bureau, sent out to every state, every unit in the entire country. Um, but before I do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it goes without saying that inflation is at an all-time 40-year high. Biden's economy is in the T-total crapper. The end. If you are not preparing for it to get worse, you are a moron. And you need to do better and you need to think about you and your family. And here's how. I have started diversifying my savings with Birch Gold by investing in gold, silver, and precious metals. That's right. As inflation goes up, as the economy tanks, the U.S. dollar is worth less and less and less. I am partnered with Birch Gold because it is not a money-making scheme, okay? This is not, you know, you put in 10 grand, maybe you pull out 100 grand. That's not what I'm trying to say to you. I'm saying maybe you have saved up, you know, $10,000 over your lifetime as to put towards your retirement one day or savings for your kids to go to college, et cetera. Maybe you have a lot of money saved up. I, I, don't, I don't know. What I'm saying is the people at Birch Gold want to protect what is yours. And there's no risk. There's no anything. All they want you to do is text the word Graham to 989898. That's it. Graham to 989898. And what you get is a 20 page free comprehensive book to show you why diversifying your savings into gold, silver, and precious metals is the way to go. And right now, until February 28th, if you purchase with Birch Gold, they will send you a free signed copy of my book, Dear America, Live Like It's 912. So ask yourself this question, what have you got to lose? The answer is nothing. It is time to protect your family, protect what's yours. Text the word Graham to 989898 right now. All right. All right. So um, I got this from an anonymous source, obviously a soldier in the uh, Army National Guard, and this is directly from NGB. Okay. NGB, for those of you who don't know, is National Guard Bureau. They're right there in Virginia, um, Arlington, right there next to D.C., and they are in charge of all of the National Guard troops. So here's what it says. So I'm going to read this to you and things that I think won't make sense to you. I'll try to explain it. 
let's see. Here we go. All right. So paragraph one, it says soldiers who received the vaccine outside of drill need to report with their vaccination card. Those of you who don't know what drill is. One weekend a month, the guard soldiers show up to their units. They do training, et cetera, right? So that's what drill is. Uh, so in other words, soldiers who receive the vaccine outside of drill need to report with their vaccination cards. These must be scanned and submitted. Uh, I'm not going to say the sergeant's name, but basically to their medical sergeant by uh, close of business, February IDT. So their drill date. Uh, paragraph two, soldiers who are not vaccinated but willing to receive the vaccine need to get the vaccine during the February drill. Again, they have to report that to their medical sergeant. All right, here we go. Here's the good stuff. Paragraph three, any refusals who have completed all steps in counseling and medical command guidance will be flagged per the state guidance. Now, what does that mean? Flagged. All right. So flagged means you get flagged for things like uh, you don't pass your PT test or you have some kind of administration administrative action against you. To be flagged means that you're not available for uh, promotions. You're not available for new duty assignments. Uh, it basically like makes you you can't improve yourself at all. Like it makes you like stuck. You you cannot do anything. Right. All right. But they go even further than that. Paragraph four. Anyone who does not bring in their requested documents to complete the exemption packet will be treated as a refusal. All right. So they're talking about medical exemptions, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Which are being denied, by the way, uh, religious medical exemptions. They're being denied by the military. Here's the best part. It is critical. These soldiers understand that if they are not vaccinated or have a pending slash approved exemption, they will not. Did you catch that? have a pending slash approved exemption. So even if you have a religious exemption, they will, it's saying that they will not be able to be paid for drill or annual training as of June, 2022, no exceptions. So basically if these soldiers do everything they're supposed to do and they get a religious medical exemption, this letter from NGB says they don't care. You will report to drill and we will not pay you for it. This means that they will also be classified as an unsat participant, unsatisfactory participant. Okay. Uh, and be coded as such nine unsat periods. So nine drills lead to an administrative separation being initiated. So listen to what they're doing to soldiers. Okay, again, let's go over this one more time. If you refuse to get the vaccine, you will be flagged and you'll be marked as unsat. And if you get nine unsats, you'll get kicked out. If you do everything that you're supposed to do to get a medical or religious exemption, they still are going to mark you as unsat, not pay you for drill. And after nine unsats, they will separate you. Now, I asked this person, I said, what type of discharge is it? That's the important question. They responded with, uh, it will be a RE3. So REs are reenlistment codes. Uh, recruiters use that for prior service people. Uh, RE3 is not good. <laughs> RE3 means it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for you to get back into the military. And then I said, okay, well, that's the reenlistment code. What is the discharge classification? And the discharge classification is less than honorable. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, why does that affect? All right. So let's just, uh, you know, let, let's get past the ridiculousness that they're doing to our soldiers right now. Let's get into what does it mean if you have a less than honorable discharge? Well, if you were in the United States military, I always make a joke. It's kind of like being a felon. You have to you have to report that to every job that you ever will apply for ever. Every job application, it always asks you what? Are you a veteran of uh, the U.S. Armed Forces? And then you have to write yes or no. And then right under that, it says, were you honorably discharged? Okay? A less than honorable discharge or a dishonorable discharge is a death sentence to any good job. It just is. It's a death blow. Um, You might as well be a felon because you're treated the exact same way. Um, In fact, in some cases, felons are treated better because felons are people that serve their time, then they got out, um, and now they're trying to turn their life around. And there's a lot of employers now that will give them, you know, a second chance, which a lot of them deserve. I'm not saying that they don't. Like, you know, when people pay their debt to society, they should be able to come back out into society and have a chance, right? But these are these are military service members. Again, I've already told you that the CDC is now admitting that unvaccinated natural immunity people were far less likely to catch the Delta variant. I can't wait to find out what the numbers are for Omicron. I bet you it's in the 20%, 20 times less likely to catch Omicron. But we're forcing our soldiers, our, our Marines, our airmen, our sailors, we're forcing them to take something that we don't even know what it's going to do. And, and, and to, <laughs> and not on top of that, look, hey, do this. For me, it's simple. Hey, if this is something that the military says, if I don't do this, I cannot be in the military. Okay, fine. Discharge me. Discharge me. But you got to honorably discharge me because this is something new that you brought in that I don't agree with with my body, medically, etc. This is something new that you've brought in. But to less than honorably discharge, to expect troops to show up without pay, especially National Guard soldiers that have to leave their normal jobs to go to drill, to go to annual training, which is two or three weeks, and then not pay them for it, and then kick them out less than honorably, that's not the military and a soldier disagreeing for something that is world changing and maybe it's time to part ways that is vengeance and that is um that is a reaction in a negative way to punish soldiers for not complying and i think it's sickening I do. I think it's absolutely disgusting. And every single one of you right now, if you are listening, if you are in the guard, if you are in the military, if you're a spouse, uh, even if you're not, every single one of you need to call your congressman, your state reps right now because the governor, everybody can step in and stop this, at least slow it down and put hurdles in front of it, right? We cannot do this to the men and women who still wear the uniform for me and you. We cannot do this to them. This is complete and utter. Check this out. If you're a civilian, right? If you're a civilian, your job says you got to take the vaccine or you're going to get fired. Okay, you don't take the vaccine and you get fired. You're not marked for the rest of your life as a degenerate individual 
and then it's going to be very difficult for you to get a job for the rest of your life. That's what happens to these military service members. Less than honorable. Even if it converts to an honorable after six months, there's still a track record of that. And any real job that does any kind of background of any kind is going to be able to find it. Freedom of, Freedom of Information Act. It's insanity. It's insanity. And it is a, it is a freaking crime against our service members. It is a crime against their valor and their personal and moral courage to serve this country. And it needs to be stopped. Call your congressmen, call your senators, call your state reps. Uh, do it now because our men and women in uniform deserve much better than that. Okay, um, all this comes at really interesting times because everybody's hearing about Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia, right? Ukraine and Russia. So let's see what Newsweek has to say. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, now we're talking about Americans that are in Ukraine. Um the Biden administration is pretty much saying, yeah, we're preparing to go to war. So now we can't get you out. It's on your own. You got to get out on your own. So again, this seems to be a trend with Biden, just leaving Americans in a hostile environment. But you know, Hey, if you're batting 100 on, um, abandoning American citizens, might as well keep going. Uh, let's see here. All right. President Joe Biden seeks to present a united front against Russia. Uh, the title of this Newsweek article says Russia just laid the trap to start Ukraine war. Um, let's see here. An unarmed representative of the people's mission of the self-proclaimed blah, 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 blah. Uh, experts have presented Moscow's annexation of the separatist republic as one possibility on. Look, here's the thing. There's a bunch of things going on between Russia and Ukraine. I've done a lot of research into this. Um, here it goes. It seems, meanwhile, President Joe Biden sought to present a united front amongst Western countries, declaring total unity. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said some 8,500 combat-ready U.S. troops were on high alert, but they would only be deployed if NATO activates a rapid reaction force. But there are no plans to deploy to Ukraine itself as of right now. Amid the ramped-up rhetoric, Russian Foreign Affairs spokeswoman Maria Oh, good luck with this. Uh, Sakharova accused the U.S. of wanting to morally destroy the citizens of Ukraine. Here's the thing. We don't have any obligation to defend either one of these countries. I don't think there's anybody that says Russia and Ukraine are awesome. Uh, that, you know, that they hold the same values as Americans. So I don't I don't really understand what's going on here. But but I did find some interesting things. So, um, you guys remember the whole story of, uh, Joe Biden when he went to Ukraine and there was a prosecutor there that he didn't like. And he told Ukraine that you got to fire this guy or I'm not going to give you this $1 billion loan. Uh, all the while Joe Biden's son was making 50 grand a month from a Ukrainian oligarch owned energy company. You remember that? You remember that huge story that everybody just kind of you know, just leaped over because they didn't care. Remember that Joe Biden literally like bribed and blackmailed Ukraine over money to get rid of a prosecutor that he did not like to protect his son. 
And now Joe Biden is, is getting into a war with Ukraine. Uh, and here's another thing. Remember when Joe Biden said that uh, he would be tough on Vladimir Putin or Putin? Listen to this. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. You're right, things are going to change. It looks like we're going to war with Russia. What a moron. Um, Here's the thing. Here's an interesting thing to me. Where are, and forgive me for all the sniffles, I'm taking this thermogenic. You guys know what a thermogenic is? Uh, That's what this noise is. Something that helps you burn fat. And uh, it makes my nose run. (laughs) So I apologize for all the, uh, that noise. I apologize. It's not COVID. It is uh, a thermogenic that I'm drinking. I apologize. I probably shouldn't have started drinking it right before I jumped into this. Um, Back to the point. You know how we have opinion polls on everything now? How do you feel about so-and-so's performance on this? Inflation, uh, the country, COVID. How do you feel about this? Why are there no opinion polls on the war with Russia and Ukraine? Why? What, what, have you seen one? I haven't. And if you have, please email it to me, Graham at DearAmericanMedia.com. But I bet a $1,000 that as of this moment, right now at 10.13 a.m. Tuesday, it doesn't exist. Why is that? Because it would be catastrophically bad for the Biden administration. Instead, they're simply telling you what they're going to do. They're not weighing options. They're not listening to what Americans actually think. They don't care. They're just telling you what's going to happen. There's no opinion polls on going to war. You just sit there and shut up, you peon, you peasant American. Let let your rulers decide the fate of this. Check this out. Tucker Carlson had a really good segment. Why would we want to go right back into war? Right? Why? Why would we want that? Tucker Carlson does a really good job, and I'm going to play this clip for you here. Um, Listen to what he has to say. Arm the Ukrainians. Prepare for guerrilla warfare. Only a man completely insulated from the consequences of his bloodlust could talk like that. There will always be another think tank job for Max Boot and people like Max Boot. But what's Politico's excuse? The fashionably liberal political blog has been pushing for war in Ukraine for months now. Why? What's in it for them? Well, let's see. A few days ago, Politico published this terrifying headline, quote, Saki, Russia could at any point launch an attack in Ukraine. The piece goes on to promise that, quote, Experts and policymakers are now preparing for a range of escalatory measures. Well, that sounds scary. We better send billions more in military hardware to Ukraine right away. Beneath the headline, you learn why Politico's interested, because the story is, quote, presented by Lockheed Martin. Aha. In other words, defense contractors think it is high time to spend much more on defense contracting in Ukraine. Politico is happy to make their case in exchange for money. Over at the Washington Post, you may have seen this op-ed with this headline, quote, Biden must show that the United States stands ready to support Ukraine militarily if necessary. Now, that piece was written by a man called Michael Vickers. Who's Michael Vickers? Well, among other things, Michael Vickers sits on the board of the weapons contractor BAE Systems. 
Now, that would seem relevant because war with Russia would be, potentially in any case, highly profitable for BAE systems. But somehow, the Washington Post didn't bother to tell readers about this. It remained undisclosed. So how does this look from across the world? Well, the Chinese must be watching this happen with their jaws open, completely delighted. They can't believe their good fortune. They watch as the entire political leadership class of the United States runs at full speed in the wrong direction, away from Asia, which is so clearly the future, and toward the murky past on the fringes of Eastern Europe. Ukraine, Russia! And the Chinese must be wondering, how could these people be so stupid and so self-destructive? Very good question. Military industrial complex strikes again. But yet here we go uh, all over again. Look, as I sit here and talk to you, it's all anyone is talking about. All they're talking about. Troops on alert to Ukraine amid Russia and a uh, Ukraine standoff. Troops on high alert. Pictures of Putin and Biden all over the place. They are pushing this. They are pushing this and it's only going to go one of two ways it's either going to go we're going to go to war or two somehow biden's going to back out of it and then they're going to try to spin it like joe biden saved us from war (sighs) i guess we'll find out but you have to start asking yourselves these questions we just got out of the longest war in history why in the world would we be going back to war possibly very interesting. A lot of people to make a lot of money. Um, let's see here. Uh, last little bit here. Uh, anytime Biden gets asked real questions, uh, Biden freaks out and Biden says things that he shouldn't say. So this is Peter Ducey. Love Peter Ducey, man. He's asking the good questions there at the White House briefs. Uh, he actually is asking Biden about inflation, uh, you know, because you think that that would be something that we would care about as Americans, especially if they're talking about going to war again. Um, but here's what Biden has to say. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> what a stupid son of a. <laughs> so the president calls Peter Ducey a stupid SOB. Um, and, you know, the whole world reacts. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this, 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 this and that. Well, I found this amazing clip of Biden um, talking about how he does business. And I thought this was funny. Listen to this. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. Well, we await your resignation, Lord Biden. That's all we have for this episode today, folks. I've got one question for you, though. I saw this on a buddy of mine, Tommy Vexed, uh, story, and it said, what do you think they're going to try to pull before the 2024 elections? And the best one that I saw is, uh, you know, what are they going to pull to try to interfere with the elections? And somebody said they're going to push. You have to have proof of vaccination to vote, which I thought was very, very intuitive and actually very, very, very terrifying. So I put the same question out to you. What do you think they will try to pull 
before the 2024 presidential elections to try to rig the election. Let me know at Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to share it with your friends. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. It helps us in the polls and in the charts, and it helps people be able to discover the podcast for themselves. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you all again next time.